So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui with a quick commercial break from our newest sponsor. Now listen to this. Are you looking to take your real estate business to the next level? Introducing the copy and paste formula to implement and monetize your VIP club. This is the only course that provides a step-by-step roadmap to turn your clients into lifetime referral partners while creating an additional revenue stream and attracting and retaining agents all in one. This comprehensive program teaches you the tools and techniques you need to add value propositions, monetize your VIP club, manage and operate your VIP club with ease, and brand yourself as the mayor of your market. With detailed checklists, processes, and systems for every department of your operations, you'll have everything you need to successfully implement and monetize your VIP club. You'll learn how to easily monetize your VIP club, attract and retain agents, host highly converting client events, add unique value propositions to your business, monetize your lifetime home support model, create additional revenue streams. The lifetime value of a client is priceless, and this course will show you how to retain your clients for life and turn them into referral machines. You'll learn how to add transaction fees and lay the groundwork for an additional six-figure revenue stream, all while growing your market share. With all-inclusive marketing templates, scripts, and checklists, you'll be able to implement and monetize your VIP club with ease. Don't miss this opportunity to take your real estate business to the next level. Sign up for the copy and paste formula to implement and monetize your VIP club today. Go to www.startyourvipclub.com. Until March 15th, you've got this special code. Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you'll save $200 with the promo code R-E-R-S-V-I-P. Again, go to startyourvipclub.com for March 15th. Use the code R-E-R-S-V-I-P to save $200. And if you want to learn more about this program, go back and listen to episode 1119 where Amy Stockberger tells me all about it. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to the end of January 2023. You know, this is one of those special episodes where we go through and we do a few minutes of all of the podcast interviews that I did in January. And I tell you what, January was an awesome, awesome month. We did all of our normal interviews where we interviewed real estate agents, but I also interviewed several other people that I think are really, really going to change your lives and your entrepreneurial real estate career. It was a really, really fun month. And I just want to thank all you listeners that have been listening and came back. You know, I came back to doing full interviews in December and our listenership went up 30% month over month. And then into January, our listenership went up 30% month over month again. There is no better, more exciting way to feel like a welcome back than having so many of you guys that have been listeners for years coming back and you know sharing it and telling everybody else and i want to ask you before this thing starts you know if you've ever gotten any value from my podcast if you ever listen to this and got something that changes you or you get something today that changes you please 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 send our podcast to one person you know one person that you know in real estate like send them a link and say hey you should go listen to this podcast or one of these podcasts Because you're going to be doing two things. 
If my podcast has helped change your life, the and that is our goal. Our goal is that it absolutely changes your life, that it changes the direction of your real estate career. If it changes your life, then it has the opportunity to change someone else's, right? But it also has an opportunity to help me and help me grow and be able to reach more people and you know and help the podcast just take off. You know, the way all the crazy algorithms and everything else like that work is the more new people that are coming on, the more new people are getting exposed to it. The more downloads we get, the more you know people that go on and they give us reviews, the better the guests that I can get on here to really, really make a special, special offering for you guys. And again, I think as you're gonna see here on the best of January, I worked really hard to get you some unique, diversified guests that I think every one of these podcasts can be life-changing. First up, here's a few uh, minutes from our very first episode of Let's Get Social. This is a new thing that I'm doing with Courtney Hatfield where we come on and we speak for a few minutes about just some social media tips and tactics. Here's a few minutes of that one. Um, the one thing that I wanted to talk about today is really learning what content you should be posting on social media. And yeah. I know that that is a hang up for so many people because they're like, "What? well, I just made a post yesterday. What do I post about today? And the one point that I want to drive home on that is that people want to buy with a friend. So they want to get to know not just you, not just, you know, your family, not just your business. They want to know the whole gamut of who is Courtney and that will make them more comfortable. So step one, and I have my notes, so that's why I'm. Yeah, let's go, go through them for sure. Um, step one, people want to get to know you. And how do they get to know you? You can do reels. You can do reels on Instagram. You can say, follow for more. Those are ways that people can click on your, on your reel and they will follow you and they'll get to know what you're doing. Step two, they want to get to, they want to like you. So step one, they are going to get to know you. Step two, they're going to like you. How do they like you? They can like you through your post. They're going to go through and they're going to like your post. You have a few people on social media. You have the people that are scrolling, looking for the pictures, and they're like, oh, that's a beautiful picture. Double tap, and they like it. They have the people that are going to read every single word that you write in your caption. And then you've got the people that are really going to engage and share your posts and things like that. That is so vital in getting them to like you. Then you want them to trust you. And how do they trust you? They get to know you through your stories. So something that I would post in my story, I just posted all, I had five people from my team here today. I just posted a picture of us, you know, on my story. Didn't necessarily need to be a post. It's not really post worthy, but they're getting to know me. They're getting to trust me. They see I'm in the office. They see my whole team's in the office essentially, and that we're working for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. You said recently Instagram just did a new um, feature. Right. Yes. They didn't have that that wasn't around a couple months ago that you could actually schedule your posts. You can now schedule your posts 75 days in advance. Yeah. So really, if you come up with a lot of batch content, if you sit down and you do that, you can make it automated. You don't even have to think about it for the month, for the next I two and a half months. That idea that the batching alone can help so many people that oh, are leery yeah. about social media or struggling with it to go, no, like now you can not only plan out your thing on Sunday. But you could probably actually record a couple of the clips or find the pictures or even do the posts on Sunday to where now you're booked out for the week. 
And then during the week, it's about sharing stories as you're doing stuff yeah. instead because your posts automatically A thousand up. percent. Uh, you don't, the stories are things that you're not planning. You're not going to plan, oh, I'm going to put this in my story. You're driving, you know, past a beautiful sunset and you're just like, let me take a clip of that and you post it. Those are things that are in the moment, keep people involved, interacting with you, keep that engagement up. All right. If you like that one, go listen to the rest of our episode of Let's Get Social with me and Courtney Hatfield. Next up, here's episode 1110, Changing Lives One Commission at a Time with Jen McConnell. This was a great, great interview. I had so much fun talking to her. Here's a few minutes of this one. So you talked about you have a nonprofit out mm-hmm. there that your name's on, and you and I got to talk about it briefly. Uh, tell me about that. So we have a nonprofit called the McConnell Foundation, and the foundation raises funds for pediatric cancer research. So my son was diagnosed with cancer at the age of five months, and then he was cured um, at 10 months old. Um, And he was cured right here in in MUSC, which is the Children's Hospital here in Charleston. And his amazing oncologist, Dr. Kaveka, she runs one of the only pediatric cancer research labs in South Carolina. So we're able to fund her, but she also shares that on a national platform. So the research that she's doing, I mean, it's just remarkable. Like 100% her research she did five, 10 years ago is why my son's cured. I mean, we know that for a fact. So she's just really doing amazing things in her lab. So for us to be able to help fund that, like we promised God in the hospital, like if you get our son through this, like we will do whatever we can to help the hospital, help Dr. Rebecca, like promise you God, we will do whatever we need to. And, And that is what we felt like he was telling us to do. So our brokerage also changed it. So my son was cured in 2019. And in 2020 is when we first started setting aside a portion of our commissions to donate to the hospital, to her, Dr. Kaveka's research. Well, it's awesome. And like, it was so great because we did $25,000 our first year. And then, you know, your clients get so excited about what you're doing and they want to like help you out. But like as a brokerage, you can't just like take a check for, you know, they're like, we want to help your calls. I'm like, I know. And I love you for it. But like, I can't take just like your money because <laughs> that's yeah. illegal. So I was like, all right, well, like the foundation can help fund that as well. So then uh, we did $25,000 our first year, 50,000 the next year. And then last year we did another 50, but then I did another 45 from the foundation. So our foundation, we actually started in 2021 with our first event actually being in 2022. That is such a cool story. It's such a cool thing that you've set up where you take a little bit every time you make sure that you grow it and they uh, gets to be your, your double passion. You know, what, um, what advice would you give to uh, you know, people just right now in real estate as far as like getting new leads or marketing or something else that's working really, really good? Like right now, you've just crushed marketing in your local area. You've put your name everywhere. You're recognizable when somebody's thinking, do I know anyone in real estate? Your name is in so many places. That's triggering, right? They're going like, yeah, we know we know the McConnells are in real estate because your stuff is out there. But any advice you'd give for, for other agents right now that are, that are going from you know 20 deals last year to now they're not sure where they're going to get their next deals. What, what should they be focusing on? What should they double down on? You know, our biggest thing is to provide concierge level service. Like that is my thing. I just have a very high standard for how we operate. And I think that if you haven't necessarily done that so far, I think you can still make up for that. So every single person that has purchased from you in the past or sold with you, I mean, you, if you aren't already, you need to make sure you have your post close 
checklist and have that automated as much as you possibly can. But if not, I mean, if you're doing 20 deals a year, you definitely can call every single person that you just closed last year. I mean, there's, there's no reason you shouldn't. You should be writing them. You should be emailing them, sending them videos, sending them Christmas cards or Thanksgiving, you know, well wishes. I mean, there's just so many different things that you need to do um, as far as an agent is concerned to be able to actually get that referral base like, like we have now. It's all because of the experience that we provide and, and we are very intentional on every single touch that we do. And that's from the moment we get the lead all the way through, you know, years and years down the road. Like I'm dealing with a client that was one of my first clients actually once I came back from um, when Bodhi was sick. And, um, you know, now I think we're on like property number 10 or 11. I mean, they're, they just put in for a quad today. So it's like, you know, you just, if you treat people right and you put their interests first, I feel like naturally they're going to want to use you again, but we can't fault people for kind of forgetting or meeting a new friend who's now an agent and, you know, maybe not saying our name sometimes. So I think it's up to us to really stay in touch genuinely and, and provide service or provide value really to them. So, you know, are you keeping them updated with what their home is worth today compared to when they bought it last year or even two years ago, because that's changed drastically. Um, but also to just genuinely be interested. Like one thing that we do, like, so we have families, any of our families, we know that their kids are going back to school in August. So we do, we send every single kid a customized cookie kit that has like their name written on one of the cookies and have a great day back to school. Like just sweet things like that. But then like, we know that we have a lot of people who are, you know, empty nesters. So they probably want to go to like a happy hour at one of the new waterfront restaurants. So we do that. So like you really have to customize your marketing for the year around who your database is. So you definitely should have a really solid CRM. So then you can kind of tag all of your different clients. So then you know who you should be targeting. So if 50% of your clients are empty nesters and everyone else is first time home buyers and investors and everyone else, like you got to kind of know what your, your marketing plan should be for the year. And that's, we planned those, you know, last year for this year. I mean, that stuff's already done. Yeah. And what's your favorite CRM? Follow up boss. You know, one of my favorite things about Jen was all of the charity work that she does. The way that she was able to take something that happened in her life and really carry that on. And she was so appreciative of these people that helped her and her family that every one of her commissions helps them. So go listen to the rest of episode 1110. Next up, episode 1111, taking massive action for an awesome life with Brian Lubin. You know, Brian's a friend of mine. I met him a few years ago when he was just getting going in his career. He had this sales background and we had a really, really fun conversation. And I had so many of you reach out to me and say it was a great podcast because this is one where he's not a real estate agent, but man, it was so applicable for real estate agents. Here's a few minutes of that one. So right so you were in corporate America. There's a lot of people out there in corporate America. And they've probably never heard about this whole like vision, whiteboard, like I'm big into it. I've got whiteboards and blackboards all around mm -hmm. me with like what I'm doing this year, next year, 10 years. I've got, you know, vision boards with color, things like that. But back then, what inspired you to like, to take, all of a sudden you're like, you dreamt for a goal mm -hmm. and then you printed it out and you put it everywhere and you put it on your lock screen. Like, where did you get that inspiration to go like, wait a second, I want something bigger this is how I, this is how I do that. Asking that question, man, what's the best way it can be done? Instead of what's the best way I know how to do it. So what I do is I go, and it's the same thing that applies to agents and brokerages. Like you go find out who the top performer is and you freaking copy what the heck they do. Like stop trying to reinvent the wheel. All you have to do to be successful in life and business is go find the person, like figure out who the heck you want to be. That's important to get the clarity first is figure out who do I actually want to become? 
and what, what specific traits do I want to possess? You go find the person that possesses those specific traits and you just simply emulate what they do. And then that's how you assume that next level identity because you're doing the actions that it takes. So if you're a brand new agent and you're coming into the game and you're you're trying to figure out what the heck to do and you're listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books, you're listening to Aaron talk to you each and every day and he's not even paying you. You're doing it. For, you're listening to him for free. Right. And you're trying to figure all this out. The best way to do it is just to go to that top agent in the office and just be like, what the heck are you doing? And just pay attention to them and watch that. So for me, I was trying to do everything by myself and I thought I was so smart. And I thought that I had all these answers because I read all these books and I started watching all these guys um, like you, man, like you and all the go abundance guys at that level. And everyone was super into coaching courses, mastermind and vision and all this kind of woo woo stuff. Right. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, this is super woo woo. There's no way that this is actually true. But then I, I took a step back and I removed my own ego. I was like, well, hold on a second. They know something I don't because they're ahead of me. So who am I to sit here and tell them what's woo-woo? So I'm going to just simply shut up and do it. And, you know, obviously there's some merit to it. So that's what I did. And I was just like, I'm going to just do what other people are doing that are in the positions that I want to be in. And then that's what yielded the end result, which is now where I am today. So it's been an insane ride, man. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown. I've used LineDesk. I've used Conversion. And I think Follow Up also gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple. And it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow-Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. 
Yeah. It's like, it's worth a try. The um, Jesse Eitzler, when he spoke at GoBundance a couple weeks ago, he talked about you, you, there's half a million podcasts out there that people only recorded one episode. Mm-hmm. They recorded one episode, they published it, and never recorded episode two. And that's bizarre. That's freaking crazy when you're thinking about it. And you're here, you're pumping out five a week, and you're going. And that, to me, is part of that like action muscle Absolutely. The, that you were talking about earlier, that you built that action muscle, and that's one of your examples what what's your action muscle? What's that journey? What's the hack? What do, what should people be thinking about? So there is no hack. You just got to do the work, right? So you're, you're, you're very familiar with that. And the way that I view podcasting is I view it as in the case of with you with this show, right? So each episode that you produce is an opportunity to change somebody's life at scale, right? So we, every single game that we play is a game that either A, compounds or B, scales. It see if you can get all of the above, right? That's a freaking grand slam home run. So for me, I'm like, how selfish would it be of me to not post five five episodes a week? Because each one of those episodes has a chance to reach a new person, change a new life, maybe give a new business idea or a new perspective to somebody that didn't have that before. And so that that's how I view it. So I view myself as like this steward. So there's this quote that I heard um, from another one of our buddies, DJ, and he's talking about like this cup, right? So you talk about this cup, where I used to be of the opinion where it's like my cup is full or my cup is empty. And if I pour into others, then I have to make sure that my cup gets refilled before I can pour more into others. And like, you're familiar with that too, because you've been pouring a lot into your family. So I'm sure like your cup's running a little empty at times right now too, because I'm your good buddy. And I can see that sometimes too, but it's just like, I got a perspective shift that instead of thinking about your cup getting full and then pouring out and then full and pouring out, you just cut the bottom off the, off the cup. And then so everything that pours to you pours through you into others. And so that's my kind of MO now where it's like anything that I receive, any abundance, any bit of information, any tip, I let it pour right through me and into other people instead of trying to hoard that piece of information. So that's, that's why I do it. Now, when we talk about building the action muscle, I do action to build the confidence. All right. So people wait to build this confidence levels to be able to take massive levels of action. But the reality is the inverse because taking the action is actually what builds the confidence. So people are over here that are afraid to make cold calls to set listing appointments, you know, cause they're like, they're not confident yet. And they're because they're not confident, they're not making the cold calls, but you don't become <laughs> confident until you make the cold calls. So it's the same thing with the podcast. It's the same thing with everything. So what I do is I simply do the amount of action that it takes for my success to be undeniable. So that way you can't get triggered by anything. So if somebody comes to you and says like, you're, you're not worth a crap or you're not this, you're not that. It's the same thing as somebody telling you, you, that you have, yeah, somebody is the same thing as somebody telling you, you have purple hair. You'd be like, I obviously don't have purple hair. That's a fact of life. So why would I get offended or triggered by what you're saying? Because normally whenever you get triggered by something, it's because there's a semblance of truth to it, right? So for me, I'm like, I'm just going to do everything that I possibly can to make my success undeniable. And that pursuit just happens to be podcasting for me. For people listening, podcasting is probably not your thing. You want to be the best at whatever you're doing. It's like, that's what I would offer you. All right. So if you didn't hear the rest of that one, go listen to episode 1111, Taking Massive Action for an Awesome Life with Brian Lubin. Next up, here's episode 1112. This is Buy Back Your Time with Dan Martell. You know, Dan Martell is a coach in the software space. You know, years ago, I was actually a member of one of his mastermind academies. I don't even know if he knew that when we were doing the interview, but some of his tactics really helped us. 
But he has this new book that came out. And while I was doing this interview with him, I was taking notes like crazy. I was writing down so many things, some of the things right after the podcast. I went ahead and I started applying it. I started applying it right away. So here's a few minutes of my episode with Dan where he talked about his new book, Buy Back Your Time. I mean, I'm faced with it right now where I was for like two years, two or three years, man, I was barely working like an hour a week, traveling the world with my family, like three weeks a month we're doing this. Early 2021, I see some big opportunities. I'm like, I'm going to jump all in again and I'm going to start just working around the clock to grow these businesses. And the last two years were incredible on that side. But then I just went to Croatia with a bunch of buddies and there were several of them that weren't having to take any phone calls, any work calls. And I was sitting there being so jealous, like, how did I go back into this like, you know, 60 or 70 hour a week mentality as I was growing? So cool. Now I had a good couple of years, but now it's time to totally go back to the opposite and get my life back. So so dig into all that stuff. Like, like, what's the premise of the book? What's the process? What advice can you give people in those hiring processes? It's, it's you know, Aaron, I love that you set it up this way because it's it's essentially what you just said, right? I, the the subtitle of the book is "Get Unstuck, Reclaim Your Freedom, and Build Your Empire." Because I actually want to teach these processes. Is it still it's Silicon Valley? Like, I learned this stuff by some of the smartest tech companies um, in the world, moving down to San Francisco and being in it. And so a few things. One is mathematically speaking, your your time is worth something. I call it the value creation score. Okay, on an annualized basis, you produce value. That's your score. Okay, well, if that's true, and this is true for everybody, and, and, and then, then there's this thing called the buyback rate, right? And if we don't learn this, then as we grow, it becomes painful because we'll do things like take on a bunch of projects, hire a bunch of people, and all of a sudden we wake up and it's like we hit this pain line. Right. The pain line is the more I grow at this point, it hurts. Right. My calendar explodes. Mm -hmm. It's like if I actually tripled your business next month, would would your life start to suck more? And for a lot of entrepreneurs, it would. So what do they do? They either sabotage where they're slow to respond to opportunities. They don't make key hires. So they sabotage their business because growing is painful. They either decide to stall. What if what if I just what if I just stop? You know, I had a friend, Matt, asked me that once. He was an electrician. He owned an electrical company. And he goes, you know, is it okay if I don't want to grow? And I go, I totally get it. But here's the deal. The market isn't going to demand, is going to not going to stop demanding more. Your team is not going to stop asking for more. And the world is going to keep growing. So do you want to slowly decline or do you want to like just decide how to solve the problem? Because it wasn't growing was the problem, was the way he was growing. And the third one is deciding to sell or stop. You know, and I think the real estate space, because it was so easy to get into, because a lot of people succeeded really well for the last two years, really three, four years, there's a lot of people that are at this point going like, oh, now I have to work. And I don't mm-hmm. like, this is going to be hard. And maybe I got into something that I really didn't want to do it for the right reason. So to me, like, I want to help entrepreneurs get past the pain line because I really think like great creators, entrepreneurs, like we need more of them. So the whole philosophy is the buyback rate. And the buyback rate is what can you afford to pay somebody to buy back your time, right? And the math is simple. If you just look at your, your income, and that could be what you pay yourself, profit, you know, above whatever, things that you put in your business, I call these seller discretionary expenses, like, like things that shouldn't be there but are there. And you just take that amount. That's essentially you know, how much value you create on an annualized basis. If you divide it by 2000, okay, I'm going to ask people to do some math. I apologize, but we divide it by 2000. That's, that's the hourly value of your time. But I always want people to get a 4X ROI on uh, like outtasking or buying back your time. So you divide it by four again, 
right? So if you're if you're a half million a year earner, like income, that's that's sixty two dollars and fifty cents, right? If you do the math, that's what it works out to. You can pretty much buy back your time on all levels of real estate for $62.50, right? Like from coordination person. And like, I know this industry a little bit, you know, definitely an executive assistant. I still see like my, yeah. you know, some of my best friends still don't have somebody that's coordinating inbox and calendar. And we can talk about the replacement ladder, but, um, and, and then if, if it's only a hundred grand a year, it's $12 and 50 cents. Right. But we live in this world where there's a lot of ways to get leverage. That's the other thing, right? Is if you do buy back your time, people are like, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Like if I gave most people, if I gave them an extra day, right? I said, okay, like real estate agent, you have an extra day to work. They're like, what am I supposed to do? Like most people are reactive. They're not proactive. So that's where the, you know, I have this framework called the drip quadrant, which is delegate, replace, uh, invest, and then produce. The invest quadrant is all about working on the mindset, right? So like literally your, your, the, the six inches between your ears, like the way you think about your world is it will have a dramatic impact to your ability to produce income. Then it's skills, right? Like I now need to learn a new skill. I need to learn how to do open houses. I need to learn how to do, you know, uh, outreach to distressed buyer or sellers. I need to whatever. So there's some skill that you probably need to acquire, or it's, it's relationships, right? Investing in people and conversations and your, your, your trading market and all these things to, to, cause these are things that you have to do. Cause the one thing I've learned is I will take me with me for the rest of my life in every interaction and in all business scenarios. And if I'm not buying back my time in, and then obviously like delegating and replacing, but then investing it in things that are going to allow me to produce more then that's, that's going to be the bottleneck of my ability to grow. Like no business grows past the growth of the, the owner. All right. If you liked that one, go listen to the rest of episode 1112, the buy back your time with Dan Martell. Next up, here's episode 1113, give options and get more deals done with Rachel Grunt. What are you telling your clients? Are you focusing mostly on buyers right now or is it buying for yourself and and just elaborate on that just a little bit. So as far as the Dallas market's concerned, what do you mean when you say it like it is what you make it? Exactly. It is what you make it. Um, what I mean by that is that, uh, of course, I have a lot of agent friends that are kind of doom and gloom right now, right? They're concerned about where the market's headed. Um, they're concerned about not having clients. They're concerned about all these things. Whereas I'm saying there are still... Um, there is, I personally believe it's still a great market to buy, right? Especially for clients that don't necessarily have the cash that they needed to go way over asking or guarantee an appraisal gap, you know, even six months ago. So um, for me, what I'm telling clients is I'm telling them, you know, I think that now is a perfect time to get into a home. If an interest rate's of concern to you, you can always refinance later. We could ask for seller concessions to buy down an interest rate for you. Um, you know, I also leverage these programs like Rent to Own, where I can get a client into a great home that they don't necessarily have to buy back until rates drop if they drop. Um, so just educating them on their options. I love to provide like a buffet of options to my clients to make them feel like they have agency over their own choices. And I feel like a lot of people think that there's only one way to buy the house, right? 20% down at the going interest rate. And that's the only way that you can buy a property. It's just not true. So with all these programs that I'm able to offer and the education I'm able to provide, I think clients feel a lot more empowered because with knowledge, right, comes um, empowerment. And then they feel like they can make informed decisions and they have conviction behind those decisions. I think right now, the biggest thing 
in order to make this market work for you is to um, educate your uh, clients in your sphere and then also provide options. I think people are much more excited about the real estate transaction when they don't feel like you're just making decisions for them. I'm also really pushing these um, rent with the right to purchase programs because not only is it a great option for people that maybe aren't sure how long they want to be in Dallas or they're self-employed and they're actually having a really hard time qualifying for a mortgage and need a couple more years in order to get that qualification all put together. Um, or if it's just people that are waiting out the interest rate, but they don't want to buy whenever it's hot and they have to go away over asking again. So I've converted a lot of people that are like, you know what, I'm going to rent. I say, before you do that, check out this lease with the right to purchase program. And I've converted a ton of people into purchase clients that way, right? Um, and they're super happy because they they can start making their house their home. They're not having to move twice, move into a rental and then into a home in a couple of years when they're ready to buy. They're already in the home they're going to buy. And now they can just relax and then finance it on the back end whenever they're ready. So just all those different options and just equipping my clients, you know, with the knowledge they need in order to make an informed decision. Where are you finding the lease or the option? Uh, with the option to purchase? Is it is it listed like that in MLS? Is there like a certain group of properties or investors that you know are doing that? How, Good the, question. I know, I know it's out there, but like the fact that you have it as kind of a major part of your business plan or at least a percentage of your business plan, I don't know many people that are able to do that right now. I converted eight clients last year that were either going to rent or stop looking altogether into full commission purchase clients through that program. And I mean, I swear by it. And it is so awesome. It's zero fee for your client, but you get paid your full commission on closing. So it's awesome. Um, Also, so it's through a program called Home Partners of America. And it's not a secret. I think a lot of people know about it. There's another one called Divi as well. Those are the two. I prefer Home Partners of America because it's more flexible and it's just easier for your client. There's less Um, there's less fees. I mean, there's no fees associated with it. So, um, and not only are they able to, even if somebody that just wants to rent, it's a great option because you can actually look for homes for sale on market, regardless of, they don't have to be for rent to purchase or anything like that, just regular homes for sale. And then home partners will write a cash offer on your client's behalf. They purchase the property and then they lease it to your client with, um, agreed upon lease terms that are, you know, agreed upon before you ever go under contract. So as far as the seller is concerned, it's a cash offer, right? And then your client already knows what they're going to pay in rent for the next three years once they execute that purchase. So it's an absolute no brainer. It's been fantastic for my business and for my clients. That's brilliant. All right. If you want to hear the rest of my interview with Rachel, remember, go back and listen to episode 1113, give options and get more deals done with Rachel Grun. Next up, episode 1114, the Renaissance real estate agent with Jennifer Wenner. So right now, a lot of agents are out out there trying to get, um, trying to figure out what to do, right? I talked to an agent yesterday that in November, he sold 20 houses and right now he has one house in, in escrow. Right. So he was doing 20 a month and now he is doing one a month. What advice would you give or have you guys seen this yet? What advice would you give to somebody like that that says, hey, I've you know, we've been doing our plan, but now we're going from 20 to one. Did you guys have you guys experienced that over the past six months? And then what pivots or, or recommendations are you giving to people on how to survive or thrive during this? 
Well, we all, I don't care if you've been in the business one year, two years, or 20 years, we're all new agents. We're all new team leaders in this industry. And we got lazy. Like, I don't care. Everybody, most people like fell off of the, the foundations of, of business. Cause I feel like right now with what, how we're pivoting our team to prospecting for two hours a day, follow up for another hours a day, hitting the phone, don't hide behind email, don't hide behind text messages. Our, my AI can outperform you. And 90% of agents don't follow up a third time. And we know that conversion happens between follow-ups five and 12. So it's getting back to the foundations, like back to our calendars. Are you action blocking? Are you actually showing up? Are you, do you live by your calendar? Because, you know, show me your calendar and I'll show you your paycheck. You know, what activities are you doing every day? Have you fallen off of the discipline that we didn't really need the last three years, but we absolutely, it's mission critical today. And having that discipline and then having a plan, you know, your plan for growth. And we just run off of a one, three, five business plan. It's at, there's VTO and traction. Very simple. We run our years every quarter. So every quarter is like we have quarterly goals. And of course we have the annual, but we know what our big rocks and the most important things to focus on, um, on a quarterly basis. So, sorry. I got so, off so, I, yeah. so I like the way that you broke that up. So, you're, you're telling your agents now, like, here's the time blocking. You're going to do two hours a day of prospecting, and then you're going to do an hour a day of follow-up, and you got to make sure that you don't give up after three. Like, it's, it's the follow-up, the follow-up, the follow-up, and keep going. So what sort of prospecting are you guys doing? So the, when you tell them to go do prospecting, what's the advice you give them? What are, like, the scripts or the things that listeners right now could go try in their market? Well, we, you know, every agent's going to have their different pillars of business. So we have about 45% of our business is Zillow. And a lot of those are Zillow nurtures. And a lot of those, and we have a database right now of about 70,000. And those are past clients. Those are open house um, clients. Those are, um, those are Zillow nurtures or Google pay-per-click nurtures. You know, we've had, we have a lot of different pillars of business, but mainly at Zillow, it's, um, it's a lot of sphere. We do a lot of sphere working for referrals off our past clients and sphere. Um, and then we do a lot of still open house lead generation. And then we do have a segment that is like our inside sales department um, with expired for sale by owners um, for our listing leads. Yeah. So um, if, if you're targeted, so you're just going to target most of the time when agents like that, like have done business come to me and I'm like, okay, where do we start? Like, I want to get this lead source, a social, you know, I want to run some Google pay-per-click ads. I want to do this, but I'm like, where are your, how, how many people are in your database? Okay. What are you doing for them now to follow up with them? And like some agents I met this morning, they had 1,500 people in their database that are past clients, sphere, referral partners. And I'm like, out of that 1,500, if you have about a 10% turnover, which is pretty, um, if you're if you're working your database right, you should be able to get, you'd, be, you'd have 150 sales a year. And so as they're growing their team, I'm like, you don't need all these new lead sources. I was like, you have enough here for 150 deals to grow your team. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui. Thank you for letting me interrupt for a second. I've got something really, really important to talk about. You know how last year we kept talking about that mastermind? What is the mastermind? What are we talking about with that mastermind? Last May, there was like 60 or 70 people of you listeners that had never met, flew out to Austin, Texas. We all hung out at this awesome event center and we spent a couple days with some great guest speakers talking about skills and strategies to succeed in real estate. 
And then we had these mastermind tables where everyone rotated, everyone got to meet everybody, everyone got to provide value. Some of the agents there had only done one or two deals ever. Some of the agents there had done hundreds of deals and they all got to interact and help each other build their business and build their strategies. And I've heard so many stories of friendships that came from that, of referrals that have come from that. There were six or seven people at that one that heard me talk about doing an Ironman and we all did an Ironman together in, in North Carolina last month and we had never even met before the podcast live so the it was it's, it's been such such a cool experience the i would love it for you guys to come today's march 6 through 8 the sign ups right now go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind we also have a room block set up it's three days downtown austin great really cool hotel really cool uh, convention center that we're going to be hosting it and we're going to get a chance to i can't wait to meet you guys i can't wait for you to meet other listeners i can't wait for you to develop these new interactions and really what we're teaching yeah last year it was like how do you make a business better but the market was just starting to turn and i was trying to give some people some advice of what to do when it when it was happening now it has turned and this time we're gonna be talking so much about how to pivot and what to do next so uh, again i hope you signed up for the mastermind sorry for such the long advertisement but i can't wait to meet you ibendigital.com forward slash mastermind So yeah. really start where you're, you have like the most warmest leads and making sure you're just loving on them. You're following up with them. You know, you have your pipeline, your top 10. You always know like that pipeline always needs to be filled no matter how busy you get. Man, Jennifer and I had such a fun interview. If you want to go hear the rest of that one, remember it's episode 1114. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1115, how to be an investor friendly real estate agent with James Daynard. Somebody's listening to this and they go, I want to do what James is doing. I want to go become an investor agent. Like you have this giant machine that started, but how can they first get, how can they first find investors? How can they get investors online where they're like, Hey, I know I can buy, you know, they can go find deals for people at 20 to 30% off where they were a year ago. How can they get those investor clients? What would you recommend? Um, the first thing I we do, and, and we just actually pivoted our whole business over the last six months. We've, we're changing it. We, we've done, I would say the past six months of transactions look completely different than what we were doing 18 months ago. Um, and so you, the yeah. first thing you want to do is really narrow what the demand is from that, that, that buyer pool. You know, and if we're working for investors, we want to know where the biggest opportunity is and then educate our client base on where the opportunities are. And our market in Seattle is just like Austin. It is down 25% from peak for sure. Um, especially in those kind of like secondary markets that were right outside the Metro. Those have really came yep. down. Um, and those are the ones that hit the hardest breaks. But then what has came down even further, and, and that's what we had to do is what has adjusted the most, what has overcorrected the most. And some of the biggest things that fall quickest are a dirt because the demand for building and development goes drops dramatically because they were paying such high pricing for the last 12 to 18 months. And so what we did is we wanted to really focus on where's the opportunities are. Well, we knew that dirt had fallen the hardest. And then we also knew that multifamily was falling pretty rapidly because the cost of money was so expensive and it was going to really limit that buyer pool. And so we doubled down and focused on what we thought was going to be the best inventory and then educated our clients of why they should be buying this because they had the opportunity to now buy dirt or kind of like this high demand product that was for the last 18 months for not just the 20 to 25% drop, they're getting it 40% less. 
And so we, we, we build our business around where we think the biggest opportunities are. And then we have to educate our client base of why they need to pivot at the same time. And that, that has been the key to really growing our brokers the, the quickest is we're not just salespeople going out there trying to sell a transaction. We're educating and working with our partner or with our, our investors like we're partners in the deal where we're going, hey, this is this is how you can pivot your business and move it around to get the end of that transaction. And this is where the opportunity is. Because as a broker, our clients look to us as advisors on just the analysis, but also what do we think is going on with the market? And if we can come in as an advisor, we can do a lot more transactions rather than just the salesperson. The salesperson services what someone wants, whereas we teach them what they want and then go find it for them. And it really does allow us to get a lot more transactions done. Like we've done more transactions in our development side of infill Seattle in the past four to five months than we did 18 months ago because the, the, the comp, yes, the buyer demands lower, but the competition is so much lower that we can get them really good opportunities. Yeah. The, you talked about going in marketing to sellers and trying to get like, so six months ago, you're like, Hey, the opportunity is going to be here. People are going to sell. Buyers are going to want to come back in as long as sellers can discount. What's your what's your plan that you could share with people on that? Like, how are you finding prospective sellers right now? Since it is such a slower, is is it different than two years ago? How you know the the method of marketing that could have been like letters or door knocking or you know or sphere of influence was it was it more directed uh, when you went out? So how did you go find sellers six months ago? What's that like? What's that conversation like? What can you teach our listeners? So what we've done uh, for 18 months ago, we were doing a very finite, narrowed list of what we knew were opportunities that we would be looking for, whether it was like a certain type of lot or when we're going direct to sellers. Like if we have a high a client looking for a specific type of lot, we're going to really narrow our target list. And the reason we had narrowed that list so much is the marketing was getting more and more expensive because the response rate was less because everybody was getting lots of marketing. And so they were getting all these calls. So they thought they had, they had something that everybody wanted. So people actually respond less at that point because they, they know it's going up in value. They want to keep it. And so by staying to a targeted list, it allowed us to work very smart and we were able to spend the right amount of marketing dollars for a certain small segment. And it was getting us transactions. But as the market cools down and the demand cools down, what we do is we actually switch it to a much more larger coverage and we offer additional services out. And so we are targeting probably 20 times more people today than we were six months ago. And we did that by, by doing more, you know, I call my like coverage marketing thing. So we're using uh, call rooms and, and talking to people on a, a much bigger scale. Whereas 18 months ago, we're using direct mail and we were making very direct calls for inside our office because our target list was so much smaller. So because when anytime you go into a recession, one thing I learned in 2008 is you don't know, you know, we're not calling more people because we think the market's going to crash, but we know we're in a transitionary market where people moved all around. They also bought homes that they maybe didn't really want, but they just wanted to get into the market. And so you don't know what the, people's situations changes a lot when any kind of recession is coming. So we want to talk to more people because it might not show up on some sort of data list at all. It's just, you know, that maybe they they moved into a neighborhood, they, they don't like where their kids are going to school, they know the market's kind of declining fairly quickly, and they want to just make this transition now before they get trapped in that house. And so by us increasing our marketing coverage, it's actually increased our, we, we're now spending twice what we were spending on marketing 18 months ago for direct-to-sellers, but it's getting us five times the response 
because people get that FOMO of like, we want to move now before it's too late. And so uh, we've been getting a lot more different types of leads. And then now what we're doing is we're, we're breaking out our business to we're going, okay, we have five times more leads. We're building our business plans around what kind of lead flow that we're getting. We're not just focusing just on investor acquisitions because if we have a bunch of direct sellers that say they're interested in selling, we're actually offering a lot more listing services down the road too. So we use a, we use a call room called Easy Button Leads and it, it allows us to get our lead cost down below $30 per appointment, which is, you know, in direct mail, it was costing us around two to $3,000 per deal. And so we're using more coverage at an affordable rate that maybe isn't quite the same quality, but it's giving us a ton more opportunity. And then as a brokerage, we're adapting all of our sales services based on the lead flow that we're getting in. All right, guys, I'm telling you, every one of these January episodes was absolute fire. Like, none of them are the same. Every one of them has so much content. If you want to go hear the rest of that one and you miss it the first time, go listen to episode 1115, How to Be an Investor-Friendly Real Estate Agent with James Daynard. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1116, How to Go from Rookie to Real Estate Rockstar with Bo Palazzola. Bo and I had an awesome conversation too. He has just grown this huge business and I love so many of the tactics that he talked about when he was trying to just rub shoulders and learn from other agents, how he was flying to Beverly Hills and all these places just to go to other agents' open houses, just so he could go week after week so he could start to watch how they did things, start to have conversations with them and learn. Like He worked so hard by design to build this giant, giant business that I think everyone can do it. But here's a few minutes of episode 1116. What advice would you give to somebody that's listening here that like really isn't a real estate agent yet and they just got their foot in the door somewhere and they're like, that sounds great. Like, like yes, in the next year, because you see it both ways. People say like, go work for somebody and it can end up to be something awesome. And then you see some people do it, but then other people complain after they're like, no, I volunteered, I tried and, but I never got that big promotion. Like I went to work for that guy, but then I never got that big promotion. So like, so, so is it just work ethic? Like what advice would you give? I mean, honestly, Aaron, it's consistency. I mean, like you just mentioned, I've had agents in this industry come to me and say, what do I do? And I said, you need to do open houses. You need to go to floor shift. You need to meet five new people a day. You need to go to your local events. You need to know the market better than anyone. So if you're sitting at a bar, you know, the best $500,000 house, you know, the best million dollar house, you know, the best $5 million house, et cetera. And a lot of people just don't do it, nor do they say they want to, but they don't do it. But I, I will say this. I've had a lot of new agents come to me and say, what do I do? And I say, do an open house, right? And that's a great start for a new agent. And then they come to me after the open house and say, Bo, no one came. What do I do? And I say, go back tomorrow. And they say, no, I don't want to. And I say, well, good luck. Never talk to me again. And I say, and I mean that in the nicest way, but I talk to so many people now in my life that I don't have time. I can't want it for you as much as I want it for myself. Right. And I know that in this business, it's consistency. That's it. So I know that you have to show up more than once. You need to show up a thousand times, 10,000 times to really make, make it in this business. So let's jump then to your first two weeks in real estate as an agent. You go knock on a thousand doors, right? So you're, that means you're pumping out like the, well, you know, 150 a day as you're out there. What, and you had to teach yourself the script. So what was that thousand doors like? What was, what was the script uh, that you were using out there and, and or what, like as an agent today, what should the script be? I mean, I developed an elevator pitch that became so true to me 
you know, to where I honestly find a common ground and a, and a common connection to where I don't talk about real estate. I don't talk about money. And I instantly try to find that connection, whether it's you and I just before getting on, you know, go, come into BRAC, you know, and, and then talking about skiing, et cetera. It can be something very small. It can be something very big. But typically, if you can just leverage into one common connection and then build off that, that's what's helped me the most. Um, and then really being very confident in myself. So zero intimidation. I don't get intimidated. I especially do not get intimidated by wealth. Um, but knowing that at the end of the day, you need to talk to as many people as you can in this business because it's a really relationship business. And I've learned um, one of my good buddies, Ricky Caruth, and I learned this when I was back in Remax when he was at Remax. Um, is the relationships over deals. Okay. And, and that is true. You know, and he says it a hundred times a day. I say it a hundred times a day to myself. I manifest everything in my life, but I will say that, you know, a deal will pay you one time. I've had that happen. A relationship will pay you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I like the stat, you know, the concept of just showing up because there is so much, because no matter who, what ape, no matter what agency you sign up with, whatever brokerage, whatever team, whatever anything, they all provide something that's trying to be their value. They provide meetups or they provide training or they provide speakers or they provide floor time or whatever. There's, there's something happening and it always drives me crazy when I see Cause a lot of people I talk to, they'll, they'll host a training for like their local office for their agents, right? They've got 10 or 15 agents and they'll bring in a guest speaker to come in and talk to them about something. And then four agents show up. Right. And it's like, and then the other th 11 are the ones that are complaining about broker splits. They're trying to figure out like, well, what's in it for me? Like everybody, like so many agents out there right now, especially as the market gets tighter, everybody's counting their commission. Right. And they're like, well, maybe if I go to this place, it's an 80, 20 split instead of my 70, 30, maybe that's going to help. But they also seem to be the agents that aren't actually showing up to put in any of the work. All right, if you liked that one, go listen to the rest of that interview with Bo Palazzola, episode 1116. You know what? And that's a wrap. That's it. Those that all our episodes from January. I hope you liked them as much as I did. I mean, I had so much fun doing all those interviews in January. Like I said, every one of them was just so amazing. None of them were the same. There was so much content we went into, and you're going to see so much more of that this next month. I have so many awesome guests in the hopper that we've recorded this month that you're about to see. We've got great commercial agents. We've got some huge, huge authors that when I was interviewing them, I was so excited to get to talk to them in person. I'm asking them personal questions for my business. It's like they're coaching me live. All those are coming up this month. And of course, the I've been talking about it like crazy, the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind live in Austin, Texas. It is a month away. One month from today, our mastermind is in Austin, Texas, and I want you to join us. If you haven't joined us yet, if you're on the fence, you're thinking about, will this apply to me or not? There will be agents there that have done zero deals. There will be agents there that have done 100 deals. Any, everyone that went last year said this was the most amazing thing ever for their business, and especially if you've never been a part of a mastermind before. Right now, if you're doing a good job in your business, but you know you need just a little bit of help because things are a little bit slower this year, or maybe you need a little bit more help because you're getting really successful and you don't know what to do, do next. You don't want to make mistakes other people have. Join our mastermind. It's a live mastermind. Come out and meet me, a bunch of agents. It's going to be awesome. Austin, Texas, March 6th through 8th. 
go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind. Go sign up today so you can join us. It's less than a month away. I can't wait to meet you guys. And thank you for listening to our best of January. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.